progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Does someone in your family snore? They could have sleep apnea, which is a potentially serious sleep disorder in which breathing rapidly stops and starts. My guest today is Dr. Syed Ahmed. He's a pulmonologist and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ahmed. First, explain a little bit about what sleep apnea is. Good morning. Sleep apnea is a condition in which breathing is stopped for more than 10 seconds during sleep time. It's a major and most often unrecognized cause of excessive daytime sleepiness and snoring. So how would somebody know that they have it? Are they the ones that recognize it? I'd like you to talk about symptoms, or is a loved one that recognizes some of these symptoms? It can be both ways, but most of the time, your partner, they recognize because they notice you that you have loud snoring, you have a breathing pauses while you're at sleep, sometimes you choke, you gasp for the air. Many times people have a body movement. And person, those who have a sleep apnea, they can experience excessive daytime sleepiness. And they can have uh, intellectual changes. And um, they can have morning headache too. Besides that, they have a personality changes. They can uh, feel non-restorative when they wake up in the morning. So if somebody has these symptoms and their partner pushes them in to see a doctor, such as yourself, to get this checked out. How do you diagnose sleep apnea? First, we evaluate that patients do have symptoms and signs of sleep apnea, those, as I mentioned, excessive daytime sleepiness, frequent awakening, intellectual changing, difficulty falling asleep, morning headache, sexual dysfunction, personality changes, snoring, breathing pauses at nighttime, choking sensation, then we do recommend to have a sleep study. We call it polysomnography. So who would be at risk for this type of situation, this type of disorder? Mostly obese patients, those who have a high BMI. Male gender, they have a high risk. Postmenopausal women, they have a high risk to have it. If you have excessive weight gain in the recent past, increasing age after the age of 40, between 40 and 60, more risk. Race. African-American people, they are on more risk. So people hear the word sleep study, and they're not sure that they're going to get a good night's sleep. How do you get somebody to sleep at a sleep study? Tell us about the sleep studies. What we done in two different places can be done at home, uh, and mostly and preferred to happen in a facility called sleep lab. What you do over there, when patients come, we let the patient to fall asleep, just like they are sleeping at home, and we monitor them. What we do... We usually check their different stages of the sleep by checking their eye movement, by checking their body movement, by checking their wave pattern in the brain. We check the electrocardiogram because many times sleep apnea affects your heart rhythm. We check the airflow that how many times patients stop breathing or having a shallow breathing. We check their oxygen level, do they drop the oxygen, and also we check, as I mentioned, their body movement. That detailed sleep study we usually perform in the facility called sleep lab. So then if you've determined that they do have sleep apnea, what are some of the treatments that you recommend? Treatment, preferred treatment is to use a CPAP or BiPAP machine. There are other treatment options available, but most of the time, even though if you try to use other treatment, you will end up having a, using CPAP machine. But other treatment, the failure rate is very high. What so CPAP or BiPAP is, 
is uh, basically using a CPAP machine means that positive airway pressure given through your nose, through your mouth to keep your windpipe or or to overcome your sleep apnea snoring process at nighttime. So what's the problem with CPAP? Is there an issue with adherence? Do people tend not to use these things? True. Adherence and compliance is a major issue. Very true. Because uh, people are not used to have anything on their face, on their body when they are asleep, and nobody prefers to use it. But having frequent consultation and need and urge to use CPAP machines, patient compliance get better. Many times we use some sleeping aids during the initial phase to get used to it, have an increased compliance to get used to CPAP or BiPAP machine. That's only the initial phase. But the urge and the compliance is most important factor. Need to follow the sleep position so patient understand the urgency and need to use BiPAP or CPAP machine and consequences not to use And what about oral appliances? Are there some things that can even be recommended by a dentist to help with sleep apnea? True. Oral appliances can be used, but it's mostly recommended in a patient who have mild to moderate sleep apnea and those who have no other comorbid condition. Just like if they don't have any history of hypertension, if they don't have any history of heart disease, if they don't have any previous stroke, and like that. If they are mild to moderate, healthy patient, oral appliances can be applied, can be used, but there are some side effects for the oral appliances too. So then what about some things people can do, behavior modifications, changes that you would like them to make to help them along with this type of therapy? Behavior modification work. What are they? mean that aggressive weight loss, avoid alcohol, narcotic, try to sleep on site, I mean, they don't sleep on your back or on your tummy. You usually try to sleep on your left or right, left or side. Schedule sleep time. But these are the kind of co-major. It will not overcome your sleep apnea. You need to have some definitive treatment. Alone, behavioral modification, or we call it conservative treatment, will not completely resolve your sleep apnea. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Ahmed, what should people with excessive snoring or sleep apnea think about? when seeking care? Sleep apnea is a serious disease. It affects different function, different part of the body, different system. It puts you on risk to have heart attack. It puts you on risk to have a stroke. It puts you have uncontrolled blood pressure, excessive daytime sleepiness. It increases your mortality. It puts you on risk to have automobile accident because of sometimes you can fall asleep behind the steering or while you're driving. Patients, those who have a symptom of sleep apnea, they need to take it seriously. They need to do the behavioral modification. They need to see the physician to make sure they have a diagnostic in-lab polysomnography study and should pursue and follow with the sleep physician and continue and encourage to use the damp sleep machine. Treatment of sleep apnea has prevented mortality, increased ejection fraction, heart function, a better control for the blood pressure, better control for the diabetes, has enough evidence that sleep apnea treatment is extremely beneficial for the patient who have excessive daytime sleepiness or known cases of sleep apnea. Besides that, behavioral modification, aggressive weight loss, avoid drugs, narcotic, you know, will be helpful. And why should they come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care? We have a certified sleep physician here. Um, those who are having extensive training in a sleep facility, sleep 
and they are board certified. They have a training. They can do the sleep lab because they have certified sleep lab in the facility too. So it has to be done in the facility those uh, and run by the physician, those who have a certified and also the tech. And then you should have a follow-up after that. It's not just only having the test. You should have a follow-up treatment that your patient is getting you know, right and appropriate treatment. Thank you so much. It's such good information, Dr. Ahmed. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio. And for more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.